we have a crisis in the world, tremendous crisis, and also crisis in our consciousness, in us. I see the urgency of change, radical revolution, mutation in the mind. I see it. It is necessary. There is complete quietness of the mind, and that which is silent has vast space. Only then that which is nameless comes into being. This is Urgency of Change, the Krishnamurti podcast. Who is the controller whom all the time exercises authority to control? Who is the controller? Are they different from the controlled? Hello and welcome to episode 181 of Urgency of Change. Each episode of the Krishnamurti podcast is compiled from carefully chosen extracts from the archives, representing different approaches to many of the fundamental issues and questions we all face in our lives. This week's theme is control. Upcoming themes are wisdom, conclusions and sensation. This is a podcast from Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. Please visit our updated website at kfoundation.org where you can find a new introduction to Krishnamurti, a growing collection of articles, a wide selection of quotes and a new index of topics for easy access to carefully selected texts and recordings. Our online store stocks all available Krishnamurti books and ships worldwide. You can also find our regular quotes and videos on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, which helps our visibility. This week's episode on control has two sections. This first extract is from Krishnamurti's second talk in Sanan, 1971, titled Does Control Bring Order? So seeing all this, the division, the contradiction in us as well as in society, in the world, and the counterculture against the culture, the existing culture, all saying that there must be order in the world. The military say this, there must be order. The priests say there must be order. And so on. You see, there must be order. And Is order mechanical? Can order be brought about through discipline? Can order be brought about through conformity, imitation, control? about which we shall talk, has nothing whatsoever to do with that, with all that. 
which is, it has nothing whatsoever to do with control, with discipline, in the ordinary accepted sense of that word. It has nothing whatsoever to do with conformity, with adjustment, and so on. Now, let us look at this whole idea of control, whether it does bring order, which doesn't mean that, I am ag- that we are talking against control. We are trying to understand, and because we understand, we discover something entirely different. You are following all this? Am I going too fast? I hope you are as interested in it as I am. And as passionate about it too. Not just casually listen to a theoretical idea. We are not discussing theories at all or hypotheses. We are observing actually what is going on, actually, and seeing what is false and the very perception of seeing what is false is the truth. Right? You get it? You understand? I mustn't use the word get it, right? Shall we go on? So, first, what is implied in control? Because that's what all our culture is based on, all our education, all the upbringing of children. And in ourselves the urge to control Now, what is implied in that? We have never asked, why should we control at all? Now, we are going to go into that whole question. Control implies, doesn't it, a controller and they think control, right? Please, do give your attention to this. Controller and they think control. I am angry, I must control anger. And where there is control, there is conflict. I must and I must not. And conflict obviously distorts the mind. Right? A mind is healthy, clear, sane when it has no conflict whatsoever. 
so that it functions without any friction. Then such a mind is a sane, healthy mind, and control denies that, right? Because in control there is conflict, there is contradiction, there is the desire to imitate and to conform to the pattern which you think you must do. Right? Is this clear? Shall we go on from there? So control is not order. Please, you understand this is very important to understand this. Through control one can never have order, because order implies to function clearly, seen, wholly, without any distortion. But where there is conflict there must be distortion, and control implies suppression, Conformity, adjustment, and the division between the observer and the observed. Right? Now, please, as you listen to what is being said, the mind must be freeing itself from the old culture of control. Right? Are you doing it? We're going to find out what it is to act or bring about order without control. Not that that we are denying the whole structure of control. We are, but we we are seeing the falseness of it, and therefore out of that comes the truth of order. Have you got it? Are we following each other? Yes? Following not verbally but actually, doing it as we go along. Because what we are trying to do is to bring about a different world altogether, a different culture altogether. A, a human being who lives without any friction. And it's only such a mind that is capable of living without any distortion that, is, that knows what love is. So, control in any form does breed distortion, conflict, and an unhealthy mind. And the old culture, I said you must discipline. And this, this, this discipline begins with children, 
in schools, in colleges, in family, you know, all the way right through. Now, that word discipline means not drilling, not conforming, not suppressing, but that word means to learn. You follow? The word discipline means to learn. A mind that is learning all the time, all the time, <coughs> is actually in a state of order. You find it? It is the only, it is the mind that is not learning that says, I have learned. Then such a mind brings disorder, right? Are we going together? That is, you know, I have never disciplined myself, never. about anything. And the mind rejects being drilled, being me mechanical. conforming, suppressing, all that's implied in discipline. And yet we said there must be order, right? And how is this order to come into being without this accepted meaning of that word discipline, right? I hope you are also working, are we? I am not the only worker here this morning, am I? asking, how is the mind to have order, total order, psychosomatically, both physiologically as well as psychologically, without control, without the accepted meaning of that word discipline, And to be completely free without any sense of conformity and imitation. Are we going along together? Hmm? 
right. Seeing the problem, which is very complex, as we have seen, what is your answer to this? If you are exercising your mind, if you are really deeply interested in this question of order, not only in yourself, inwardly, but also outwardly, what is your response to it? What is, how do you find an answer to this, <coughs> to this urge for order, which doesn't lie in control, in the accepted sense of the word discipline, conformity, and also the total denial of authority, which is freedom. Right? Because when you have authority, then in that acceptance of that authority there is conformity, there is a following. And that breeds contradiction. And therefore that does breed disorder. You follow it? So no control, <laughs> the accepted sense of that word discipline, and the whole structure and nature of authority, which denies freedom. And yet there must be order. Right? You know, authority, in the sense of being imposed upon, the acceptance of your own experience and which becomes then the authority of your, of your particular knowledge or the knowledge of another. You see the complications of it. There is the, accept, the authority of law, the policeman, the civilized law and so on, and the freedom from authority of the elders, belief, the authority of one's own demands, experiences, knowledge, all that denies freedom. So how, am, how is one seeing all this not verbally only, but seeing the, the actual state as it is. And that's what the world is. That's what our education is. That's what our culture is. Religious, economic, social, family relationship, all are based on this. 
which has led to utter confusion, to great suffering, wars, fragmentation of the world and the human beings. Now, seeing all this, how, how is one to bring order? Bene. That's your problem, you understand? How will you answer that problem if you are really deeply, passionately interested in trying to bring about order in your life as well as outwardly? What's your answer? Will you turn to books? Priests, philosophers, gurus, the latest person who says, I'm enlightened, come, I'll tell you all about it. Whom will you turn to? To find out how to live a life that is totally orderly, denying all this all the conformity, authority, discipline, control and so on. Please, you have to answer this question. Right? Now, can we together, because the speaker is not your guru, absolutely not, I won't have it. Please realize this, because I abhor followers, they are the most destructive people. You are not learning anything from the speaker, nothing. Therefore he is not your authority. Right? So together, because you don't know, you have only observed what is, and you don't know how to bring out of what is order, right? You are following this? We have only explained, observed together the fact of what actually is going on. And you don't know what will be the outcome of this examination, right? And the speaker also comes to it afresh. So we are both of us come, coming to the problem afresh, right? Afresh in the sense you don't know how to bring order out of this chaos. Because if you say order should be that, 
then you are reacting to what is in opposition to what is, you are stating something which is a reaction which has no validity at all. Right? So both of us are approaching the problem anew. We have only examined the actual fact of what is going on in the world and in ourselves, the actual fact. Now we're going to find out together what order is. You're not accepting anything the speaker says. Please be quite sure. Then if you do accept it, then our relationship changes entirely. But if we are together examining, being totally interested in this issue, which is that realizing the state of confusion, disorder in the world, and in ourselves, in our lives, how tawdry, disorderly it is, seeing the actual fact and the intensity and the passion to find out what is order. So we are going to find out together. Together. Therefore, we are going to find out what it means to learn. Right? Not from me, but by observing what is and learning from that. Right? Learning. Which means it is an active present of that verb to learn which is a constant moving movement of learning, not having learnt. Having learnt, apply, which is quite different from learning all the time. You see the difference? Hmm? We are learning together. We are not storing up knowledge and then acting according to that knowledge. Then that becomes contradiction. Then in that there is control and all the rest of it begins. Whereas a mind that is constantly learning has no authority, no control, no discipline, but the very learning demands order. Right? Now, are you, please observe yourself, are you in a state of learning or waiting to be told? Please do watch yourself. Learning or waiting for somebody like me to come and tell you what order is. If you are waiting 
to find out from another what order is, then you are dependent on that person, or on that book, or on that priest, or on that structure, and so on. So we are learning together. Is that your state of mind, that you have understood control and all the implications of that word, understood, and therefore free, understood what is implied in the full significance of that word discipline, and also have completely aware of the meaning of that word authority. Otherwise you can't learn. Can you? Learning implies a mind that is curious, that doesn't know, that is eager to find out, Terribly interested. Is your mind like that? Interested? Hmm? Say, I don't know what order is, I'm going to find out. And very curious and passionate, deeply interested. Is your mind like that? And therefore willing to learn. Not from another, but learn how the act of observation. Just a minute, please don't ask questions here. Just hold a minute. Because control, in the, the accepted sense of that word discipline, Authority prevents observation. Do you see that? Do we see it? A mind can only learn when it is free, when it doesn't know. Otherwise you can't learn. So, so is your mind free to observe, to observe the world and observe yourself? And you cannot observe if you are saying, this is right and this is wrong, I must control, I must suppress, I must obey, I must disobey, you follow? All that is going on, you're not free to learn. <coughs> if you are saying, <coughs> I must live a permissive life, then you are not free to learn. If you are conforming, you're not free to learn. Right? Are you conforming when you have long hair, beards, 
Am I conforming because I put on a shirt and a trousers? Short hair? Please find out. Conformity isn't merely to a particular pattern of structure of a society or belief, but in little things, conforming. And such a mind is incapable of learning, because behind this conformity there is this whole sense of fear. which the young have and the old have. And that's why they conform. So, to find out what order is, and there must be order, a living thing, not a mechanical thing, a beautiful thing, you understand? The order of the universe, the order that exists in mathematics, the order that exists in nature. In the relationship between various animals in nature, order, which we human beings have totally denied. Because we in ourselves are totally in disorder, which means contradictory, fragmentary, frightened, and all the rest of it. Now I'm asking myself and you whether my mind is capable of learning because it doesn't know what order is. It knows the reaction to disorder, but without reaction to find out whether it is actually capable of learning and therefore free to observe. Right? That is, is your mind aware of all these problems of control, discipline, authority, and the constant response of reaction, the structure of reaction. Are you aware of all this? Are you aware of all this in yourself as you live from day to day? Or you are only aware when it is pointed out to you. Please see the difference. You are only aware when it is pointed out to you, or you are aware without being pointed. You see it. Now, which is it? Do please go into it. Which is it? Because it's being pointed out to you, therefore you become aware. 
which then becomes, which has its own other problems involved. Or are you aware of this whole problem of confusion, discipline, control, suppression, you know, conformity, all that, because you have you are being observing, living, watching. Then it's your own. Whereas the other is second hand. Now which is it? For most of us it is second hand. Because we are second-hand people, aren't we? All our knowledge is second-hand. Our traditions are second-hand. Perhaps only one or two activities are totally our own or not of another. So, is one aware, are you and I aware, are we aware that it is our own direct perception and not learned from another? Now, if it is learned from another, one has to discard that totally, hasn't one? Right? You have to discard. If somebody has told you now, as we are, as it happened just now, that the implications of control, discipline, authority, and so on. Then you become aware of all that because it has been pointed out to you that you must totally reject, as in order to learn. Are you following all this? So, if you have rejected what others have said, then you are actually learning. Don't you? Now let's find out together what order means. Right? Now, how do you find out what order is when you don't know anything about it? You understand? Are you following? Oh Lord. Don't look so blank, please. Huh? When you don't know anything about it, what order is, how do you find out? You can only find out by inquiring what the state of your mind is that is inquiring into order. You, you get what I'm, you understand what I'm talking? Explaining? Look, I don't know what order is. I know what disorder is. 
I am completely familiar with, with what disorder is. The whole culture of disorder of this present society. I know it very well. But I don't know what order is. I can imagine what order is. I can theorize about what order is. But theories, imagination, speculation is not order. Therefore I discard that. Right? So I really don't know what order is. Right? My mind, please listen to this very carefully, my mind knows what disorder is, how it has come about, what the culture, the conditioning of that culture and the human beings. I know all that, I'm aware of all that, and that is total disorder. Now, I really don't know what order is. Now, what is the state of the mind that says, I don't know? You're following this? What is the state of your mind that says, I really don't know? Is that state of mind waiting for an answer, waiting to be told, expecting to find order, if it is expecting to find an order, if it is ex waiting to be told, then it is in a state of not knowing. Right? Are you following this? Huh? I really don't know. It's not waiting to be told, it's not waiting for an answer. It is terribly alive, active, but it doesn't know. But it knows what is disorder completely and therefore rejects all that. Therefore the mind such a mind which says, I don't know, is completely free. Therefore, because it has denied the disorder, because it is free, it has found order. My God! You understand this? I'm afraid you don't. It's really marvelous if you go into this. Do please. Hmm? Look. What is the time? First of all, we started out by saying there must be order in this world. And we said 
order has been established by the older generation with their culture through control, through discipline, through conformity, through suppression, through authority, imposition, fear, domination, heaven and hell. And in observing that closely, because that all that is oneself, one sees there is total disorder, both outwardly and inwardly, except occasional patches of clarity. That is, that is not order. So they are just patches. And the interest, the passion, the intensity to have order denies all the culture which has which has brought about disorder. You are following all this? It has denied it. That is not order. Nor the is it order the permissive society. That's not order either. With their violence, with their peculiar and all the rest of it. So and I don't know what order is. And I'm not waiting for somebody to tell me what order is. And my mind, because it has denied everything that is disorder, totally, without holding back a thing, it has emptied the cupboard completely. Therefore it is free. Therefore it is capable of learning. And because it is so totally free, which means non-fragmented, it is in a state of order. Got it? Have you understood this? Now, is your mind in order? Totally. Otherwise, don't go any further. Nobody, no teacher, no guru, no saviour, no uh, ancient uh, philosophers or modern nobody can teach you what order is. Therefore you deny all authority. Therefore you are not free. You, you, therefore you are free from fear to, to find out what order is. The second and final extract in this episode is from the fourth talk in Madras, 1973, titled Is it possible to live without control? In meditation, we are seeking something. The ordinary meditation that you all practice. I don't know why you practice it, that's what you do. You are seeking something. You want something. Your desire, your will directs. So your meditation is a directive process. It's a, it has direction. You, 
Now, who has set the direction? You are following this? Please give your mind to this little bit. If you, when you sit down, close your eyes and meditate, you have set a course, you have set a direction, there is a, a purpose, an intention, a will operating. Have you noticed all this? So in meditation, as you practice it, please forgive me when I say you, this is what is generally happening. I am not separating myself, but I am just pointing it out. When you meditate, you have set a course of action, set a direction. Now who is the person who has set the direction? Your own desire, obviously. Your own hope, your own ambition to achieve Godhead, whatever it is, enlightenment, uh, you know, all the things that are put before you as an enticement. So you have set a cause, and when you set a cause you must follow it, and to follow it you must keep on, repeat, repeat, repeat. You are following? That means there is a controller and the control. When you have a direction, contrary to all your activities, you are following all this. <coughs> when in meditation you have set a cause which is contrary to your daily living, you are daily living being, ambition, greed, um, corruption, uh, lustful, uh, competitive, cheating, lying, uh, seeking power, vanity. That's your daily life. And in meditation you have set a course which is contrary to your daily life. Don't fool yourself. That's a fact. And this you call meditation, which is so utterly irrational, has no meaning. So we have to examine very closely why the mind, why you, have given a direction in meditation, when you have not given a direction, when you have given directions, so many directions in daily life. You Are you? Am I making myself clear? And therefore, being contrary to your daily living, 
control becomes necessary. Controlling your thoughts, controlling your desire in order to achieve what you think is reality. Control. Control your body, control your breath, control your uh, verbal slogans, control your mantras, your slogans, and, and so on, control, control, control. You control in daily life your sexual appetites, you try to control them, but you fail. You try to control your anger, you try to control con- all through life. Our we are educated to control. Have you noticed it? Your life. And meditation has become a super control in order to achieve a super consciousness. And therefore, where there is control, you lose energy. You understand? And you need tremendous energy to go into this question of meditation. So the first thing is no following of anybody, including that of the speaker. Don't follow him. Don't repeat what he says or anybody says, your guru, your books, or your tradition, because you have to be a light to yourself in a world that is going dark, that is disintegrating, that is becoming more and more corrupt. And you have to understand this question of control. So you have to ask, is there a way of living, not in abstraction, but daily, whether you can live daily, every day of your life, without a single control? You understand what I am? Your immediate response to that probably is, then we will do what we want. Our desires will just get lost. But you are lost, aren't you? You are confused. You are living a messy, shoddy, shallow life anyhow. But we have to understand this question of control. The speaker has never controlled about anything, right? 
you don't have to accept but i I'll, i'll show you the reason logically sanely healthily objectively how it is possible to live without a single control <coughs> if you are interested because then you have tremendous energy <coughs> a motor an engine wears out through friction and the mind the brain wears itself out through friction which is loss of energy dissipation of energy <coughs> and control implies a controller and the thing controlled and therefore there is a conflict you follow and that conflict is a dissipation of energy <coughs> so let us find out if it is possible to live without control bearing in mind that you are conditioned to control from childhood to school college university in your offices throughout life control has been the tradition the normal process of life here somebody comes along and says how wasteful you are how destructive you have become through your control and your reaction is what nonsense are you talking about how can we live without any control then we will be sexual will be we will do everything that we are doing now only more consciously so you fight i will show you a way not i we will we will look together at this question can a life be led in the office in the factory in the school where the tragedy begins whether a teacher can teach without ever using the word or feeling control whether you can live a life daily life not an abstract life but a daily routine the daily business of life whether you can live there without control please listen see the importance that energy is wasted through control through friction and there is friction when there is a controller and the control if the 
If there is no division between the controller and the control, then there is no friction. We follow your This is probably a new language to us, new way of looking at it. So please look at it with patience. Look at it as though, you know, something you are hearing which may be pleasant and which you may reject, but look at it. Enjoy looking at it. Be happy looking at it. Not raising a problem, how shall I live without control? <coughs> the main thing in control is the dissipation of energy through friction. And life demands that you have every ounce of energy to live completely, wholly. Now, first of all, who is the controller? Who is all the time exercising his authority to control? Who is the controller? Is he different from the control? Think, look at it carefully, feel your way in. I con- the controller says, I must control thought in order to be silent. That's one of your tricks. The controller is at ease trying to hold his thoughts, right? Controlling, holding them. And thoughts won't roll, and you pull them back. And that's battle goes on. And you think by controlling you will achieve some God knows what. Now, who is the controller? Isn't he also the part of your thought that goes off, that wanders off? I sit down, meditate, close my eyes. I never do that kind of silly tricks. I close my eyes and I want to concentrate. And suddenly I see a thought wandering off. I say to myself, I ought to have cleaned my shoes. No, no, just me. And a part of another thought says, no, don't bother, come back. Don't think about your shoes, come back and be thoughtful now about thinking, about something you want to think about. And you control it for a few seconds. And then thought goes off and says, I ought not to have said that to that person. And back again. You follow? Who is the controller? Is he not part of this wandering thought? 
Are you seeing this? Huh? Do you see this? I'll put it ten different ways. If you see it, I won't. Right? Is it clear? That the controller is part of the thought that's wandering off. So the controller is the control. Do you see that? It's part of this movement of thought. And the controller says, I must control thought. He himself is thought. That is reason, self, objective. So, if the <coughs> if you observe, if the mind observes the controller is the control, then the division between the controller and the control disappears. Therefore, you have energy to deal with the thought that goes off. Listen to this carefully. I'm sitting quietly in my room, trying to be quiet, trying my mind, the mind trying to be quiet. I want a peace of mind. That's what you all want, a peace of mind. Do you understand? <laughs> I'm glad you laughed. And sitting quietly, suddenly a thought arises. I must. I hate that man. I dislike that man. Immediately, my reaction is: I'm meditating. I must be kind. I mustn't think of. Disliking the poor chap, and I must control. Now, I dislike him. Why? He said something to me which I don't like. He insulted me. The past, please listen to this. The past which has not been resolved. Comes at the moment of quietness and flowers. You you've understood. At the moment of quietness, my dislike of that man or that woman takes shape and becomes a reality. Now, that is the past in the present flowers, 
and that controls it. Thought controls it, which means I have smothered it. Therefore, it will occur again. Look. Now, so I say, thought, wanting to be quiet, thought brought this out of the past, and I tried to smother it. I smother it, and then another thought arises, and I go on like this, spend twenty minutes playing this game, and I have meditated. Now, the dislike of that person took place in the past, And I am sitting quietly in the room, sitting quietly under the tree in the room, on the beach, and suddenly that dislike flowers in the present. Let it flower. You have understood? The m- moment you are aware that is flowering, it withers away. But if you control it, it you're giving life to it. Have you understood this simple fact? Looks at do it. The mind for the moment is quiet. That quietness is the present. It may last two seconds, but that's the present. In those two seconds, if a thought flowers, comes into being from the past, we generally put a lid on it, suppress it, control it, let it blossom, but be aware that it is blossoming. Give your care, attention to the flower of dislike, <laughs> you understand? And you will see what takes place. In that there is no control whatsoever. Have you understood this simple fact? So, in the same way, every day of your life, Every minute of your life, watch. If you are tired, let go. But next minute, watch. Be quiet. Let let things come out and let them flower. And in the flowering of it is the ending of it. If you don't want to shape it, control it, justify it, just to observe it. Have you understood this? Not verbally, but in actually in your blood. So, in meditation there is no control whatsoever, totally contrary to everything that you know. In meditation there is no direction, 
Please understand this. How do you know where you are going? You know where you are going in daily life. You take the road to go to your home. You know the direction. You know the direction in the office. The office or the factory, you have to do certain things. In order to get more money, climb the ladder of success and all the rest of it. So you know the direction. You are following all this. Do please. And do you know in meditation where you are going? Who has set the direction? The direction is peace of mind. Your mind is in pieces anyhow, so you want a little piece of that pieces. No, no, please, do see all this. Who has set the direction? Your guru, your masters, your books. Other people's experiences. Yes, I know I've reached God. I know all about God and I tell you what to do. <laughs> so somebody has set your direction. Or you have said the director. Right? Logically, watch it, logically. This room demands reason, not superstition that you are all living in. All the rituals that are superstitious, they have no meaning. So, direction means a fixed point. Right? I know the direction from this place to the place I live, because that house is fortunately fixed. Now you say enlightenment, truth is fixed, therefore there is a direction. But you never inquire if truth has a fixed point. You understand? Is enlightenment something like a tree fixed, taking a root somewhere? Or is it a living thing, therefore moving? Therefore no direction, therefore no power. Do you understand? If you see that, then there is no system. Do you understand, sir? No method, no practice. See what you have done? And there is no control. No practice. No system to be followed. No slogan slogans repeated as the mantras. All for a direction which is fixed. If there is no fixed point, then there is no need for practice. That means the whole movement of desire as will 
comes to an end in meditation. You understand? You understand? The, the freedom from will, which is the concentration of desire, totally come, must come to an end as directed in meditation. You, so the mind has no control. It is no longer caught in a routine of meditation, practicing, practicing, repeating. Have you ever been to any of these gatherings where they worship some idiotic person, repeat his name, or Ram, Ram, Sita, Govinda, whatever they repeat, and mesmerize themselves into some kind of idiotic state and say they are religious? This is what you are doing. It's nothing to do with religion. It's hypnosis, but through idea, through words. So the mind is no longer direct, and there's freedom of will. Therefore. There's great space 